Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. It is May 25th, 2023. We are leading into one of the busiest wrestling weekends ever. And uh, we're bringing back our prediction show here on YouTube.com slash Fightful and our podcast platforms everywhere, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. You can get all these at FightfulPods.com. We have a face that, that shined on one of our prediction shows in the past. And uh, she's going to be hosting these from now on, whether it be herself or with a co-host. We got Stephanie Chase live from Vegas. She's out there hunting down scoops. She's hiding behind curtains for us. She's poking her head out and being like, all right, who's at this Harley Cameron concert? She's doing all that right now. Do you want a scoop? Yeah. Okay, um, when I was on the plane here um, from North Carolina to Vegas, uh, Aaron Anderson was sitting at the front of the plane and his wife and son were like further back and they had to reunite at the baggage carousel. So he was first class and they <laughs> yeah. were economy. Oh, you hate to see it. He was just you like living his it. life like he was solo and then there was a family reunion when we all got our bags. I absolutely love it. Well, guys, uh, donate a super chat here at youtube.com slash Fightful. You can also go to humperchats.com and leave your question or statement. You can do that uh, really at any time, and we'll see it whenever we go on the air. But if you want to share your predictions, your picks, that's how you get your question or statement read right on the air, and that's how you support these shows. As always, fightfulselect.com, best $5 in the business. We just got off the Tony Khan media call where he confirmed, mm-hmm. like, like a half a dozen Fightful Select scoops on that thing. So we're going to be talking about that. And we got shows on Select and here on YouTube.com slash Fightful all week long. We are going to make very quick, and by that I mean adding no analysis predictions on Impact Under Siege and NXT Battleground. And then we're going to go a little more in-depth with Night of Champions 
and uh, and double or nothing. But let's go ahead and get into it. Stephanie Chase. We got Impact Under Siege. Mm. ABC, which is Ace Austin and Chris Bay against Subculture. Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster have an interview with Flash Morgan Webster dropping on Fightful. It's a fantastic one. I think this has the potential to be one of the best matches of the weekend based on the talent involved. I got to go with ABC. They're, they're under contract. Your quick prediction, who you got? ABC. Yeah, same reason. Nick Aldis versus Kenny King. Looks like Nick Aldis is being groomed for a, a world title shot. Uh, Fightful Select reported he's on a short-term deal. I got to go with Kenny King. Oh, I was, I'm going to go with Nick Aldis. Oh, sorry. I don't know why I said Kenny <laughs> King. I meant Nick Aldis. I can't believe I said. You're just copying me because you know I'll be right, but okay. All, all due respect to Kenny King, I'm going with Nick Aldis. We got Trinity versus Savannah Evans. Trinity is winning this. She's yeah. the one that's being highlighted right now. Yeah, definitely. We have Rich Swan, Sammy Callahan, and TBA versus The Design, which is Angels, Diener, and Khan. I think Swan, Callahan, and the TBA are going to win. I think when you got The Design, all due respect to them, up against possibly three former Impact champions. I think yeah, they're, I think I agree. Yeah. yeah. Alex Shelley, Eddie Edwards, Kazarian, Gresham, Moose, and Yuya in an Impact World Championship uh, top contender match. I feel the safe pick is always Eddie Edwards if it's Impact. The safe bet is just like they're giving Eddie Edwards another title shot. I kind of think, you, yeah, I think that that's the smart idea. I think Frankie's the smart one there. Trey Miguel against Chris Saban. I think Trey Miguel is winning this Impact X Division Championship. Who you got? Trey. Yeah. Deanna Perrazzo defends the Impact Championship. Uh, Impact Knockouts Championship against Jordan Grace. Now, this one's very interesting because last month I reported that Jordan Grace's deal was supposed to be up in May. Mm -hmm. um, don't know if it is, but it's hard to believe she won't have interest from multiple companies. I can tell you that when I put the microphone in her face digitally here, I'm getting no sold right now, which leads me to believe some stuff is up. I think Deanna's winning this match. And I think that Jordan might be hitting the bricks. Yeah, they're my absolute favorites. And I'm going to go for Deanna just because I believe in your reporting that Jordan's well, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. I wish my camera believed in focus. Yeah, well, I believe. Would you spit on it? It's, it's just driving me nuts. This thing, it, it's a very expensive webcam and it just, you know, go figure. Yeah. Well, like driving in a hotel room in Vegas, this is like, I'm like literally in like a box section of the room. We've got Steve Macklin, PCO. I think Steve Macklin ain't dropping that title anytime soon. I think he'll probably hold it until Josh Alexander comes back. Who you got? Yes, yeah, Steve Macklin seems to be the guy for now. Well, we've also got NXT Battleground, hopefully presented in higher quality than my <laughs> camera feed right now. We've got Noam Dar against Dragon Lee, a British rounds rules match for the Heritage Cup. I think Dragon Lee is probably going to end up taking this because I can't see them beating him on a stage like this so early. Yeah, definitely. It's not time to be Dragon Lee yet. We've also got Ly uh, Lyra Valkyria. I, I, after saying Taya Valkyrie for so long, mm. it is a struggle. It is a struggle to say this, but We've got uh, that match coming up. I think uh, 
Lyra is going to win. Or actually, against Tiffany Stratton. No, I don't. I think uh, Tiffany Stratton's going to win. I don't know why I keep looking at the name and then predicting the opposite of what I think. But I think Tiffany Stratton's going to become NXT uh, Women's Champion. Yeah, me too. I think it's time for her right now. We've got Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes. Braun Breaker has added an awful lot since being a heel, in, in my opinion. But I think that Carmelo's probably going to take this one. Who you got? Yeah, I really like Carmelo. I think it's it's going to be him. Ilya Dragunov against Dijak. Last man standing match. This is in Dijak's neck of the woods, uh, geographically. I, I feel like Ilya doesn't lose much by losing to Dijak in his home territory. So I feel like Dijak might pull this one off, even though I know they like Ilya a lot. I'm going to play it, see if and go with Ilya. Then we also have Gallus against the Creed Brothers NXT tag title match. Man, I'm surprised the Creed Brothers didn't get called up. I feel like they could, if, if they're not getting called up, I think there's always a chance that they end up winning the, the, these titles any number of times. Yeah, I really thought they were headed up to, um, I'll say the Creeds as well. And then we got Joe Gacy, Tyler Bate, and Wesley, triple threat match for the NXT North American Championship. I could see this title getting hot potatoed a little bit. It's not necessarily prestigious. I'll just throw one out there and say Tyler Bate, just because I think it's. I think he might win it. I'm going to say Wesley, because he seems nice. Because he seems nice. He seems nice. And the other two are assholes. <laughs> well, we've got WWE United Champions. We're going to go a little bit more in-depth with these. A big thank you to Heavy Metal Chris says... I see Jay White winning the international title. The guy needs to be shot up the card soon before it hurts his star power. I'll talk more about that in a bit, but I don't think that Orange Cassidy is losing it anytime soon. But we will approach this uh, a little bit more as we go on. A reminder, get your Super Chats, get your Humper Chats in, make your predictions here. We're heading into uh, Night of Champions and Double or Nothing. But no matter what you're watching this weekend, remember NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Changes your virtual location with just one click. You can get the old WWE Network interface by subscribing to international services. You can watch pay-per-views on Fight. I get my UFC pay-per-views at one-sixth the price that we get here in the States because uh, those, those Europeans, are they're, they're cheapskates. They don't have to pay for anything over there. So get NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Protect your devices. You Stephanie's all over the place. <laughs> You know that people are trying to hack Stephanie Chase's phone, her hard drive, when she's on that unsecured Wi-Fi yeah. on the plane. You know, Arn Anderson's up there, like just let me let me see if I can get access to her phone. Nope, not if she has NordVPN.com slash fightful. And they got 24-7 tech support. So if it's like 5 a.m. and you're like, how do I access this from this service? They'll help you out. Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. I have enjoyed some of the promo work here. Becky Lynch going at some of Trish Stratus's embarrassing moments through her career. Trish Stratus giving us a little bit of insight as to why it is she's so mad at Becky, saying things like, I never had a contract signing, but I'm the reason that you have a contract signing right now. I think these are really, really good approaches. I could see Trish doing something very, you know what? I could see Becky actually winning this match. And then at money in the bank, Trish may be costing Becky 
uh, a potential money in the bank shot. And then this stretches out till SummerSlam. I think my official prediction will be Becky, but how are you feeling about this match and who's going to win? I've really enjoyed this build. Actually, I think heel Trish has been so great. Um, she's done some just really great promos and I, it just like harkens back to like when, you know, I used to watch her in her prime and, and she was really good at playing the heel, even though like mostly remember the baby face times, but she's been great <laughs> in this. Um, and Becky has been really awesome too. And they've really found like a, a good, um, you know, way to work this because sometimes it like feels like the easiest thing to do one generation versus the next, but they don't always get it right. And I think with these two, they really have. Um, I'm going to predict trish just because she's been on such i don't think she'll win clean but she's been on like such a good run of being a heel i just want them to like push it with her more and make her just more evil especially like going into money in the bank as well nicholas climont says happy to see the stash club wrestling guys collab with fightful yeah they'll be on uh the round table with shaquille Missouri and queen of the ring on tuesday uh, Shaq always does a really good job about integrating uh, outside personalities on that show. It's it's a lot of fun. Rhea Ripley versus Natalia SmackDown Women's Champion. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Chip. Which I just realized a typo in our event. It says the WWE Raw SmackDown Championship, which isn't that untrue right now. Yeah. Because it is the SmackDown Championship on Raw. There is no chance that Natalia loses this match. There's no chance that Natalia loses. Why do I keep saying this? Why do I keep doing this? I keep reading the name and saying the opposite of the prediction. There's no way that Rhea Ripley loses this. There's no way that Natalia wins it. This is why you're going to host this show moving forward. Yeah, Sean, I think I'm going to have to call for a drug test here. Um, th- this is getting very good. <laughs> okay, so Rhea. There is no chance Rhea loses this. And that's what Sean meant to say. Um I just feel like they are having such a hard time, like finding something worthy of Rhea 
um and you know how great she is as a character and like she needs something like really you know meeting the women's division and they spent so much time building up this amazing you know relationship between her and dom that she's still just suffering on the the women's side of building up matches and opponents and yeah natalia is not the one one so Rhea's winning this 100 percent. contrary to what i said earlier uh but yeah <laughs> The Raw Women's Championship on SmackDown, Bianca Belair versus Asuka. So at this point, I am at the stage where I'm, I have a, a certain booking idea in mind that I won't let mm -hmm. go of. I want Bianca to hold the title all year. I want Rhea to hold the title all year. I would love a unification match at WrestleMania in the main event next year. And I would love for them to establish a Women's Intercontinental title. I would love both of those titles to float, the champions to be on both brands, because based on what we see right now, SmackDown title on Raw, Raw title on SmackDown, that's all goofed up anyway. But I would love to see that as a main event. And then again, a women's intercontinental title established. So my heart and head are saying Bianca here. I guess it wouldn't be the craziest thing to have Asuka win here because how many times can you have her lose but I still gotta go with Bianca that's how I'm feeling I think that ever since they did that like little Rhea and uh, Bianca showdown it makes me feel like they're both you know going to keep the titles the whole year like you said I, I don't know if they'll unify them and go that way but I think they'll definitely have some sort of showdown and yeah for me it's Bianca they have a lot invest in her and I think if they were going to give it to Oscar they would have done it before um so yeah it's still Bianca Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes this is an interesting one I want to hear your thoughts on this one first Stephanie okay um so Cody beat Brock and then he ran away and that was just like very really weird terrible. it was very very weird um, with Cody, I don't know what they're doing with Cody, like, given that he didn't beat Roman and he's not in the championship for the what we call the guys that can't beat Roman title. So he's just kind of in a in a weird limbo right now where he's stuck in the street with Brock. Um, I, I do think Cody's going to win. I hope so. If they're still behind him, I think he needs to. Like definitively beat Brock and not run away from him. I think there's always, um, you know, they love to set in Brock destroy guys, but I don't think Cody's the guy to do that with, especially after Mania. So I'm going to pick Cody, but I'm not, I'm not as sure on it. It's not like a rare situation where it's definite. It's, I think it's Cody. The last thing that I want is this to continue until SummerSlam. Yeah, I, I, I'm still of the belief Cody should win Money in the Bank, challenge Roman Reigns, and then get that title at SummerSlam. And then you have Seth Rollins as champion, which we'll talk about later, and I'll explain why. But I got this sneaking suspicion. There's also one of two things I want to happen with Triple H and that interaction on Raw. I either want Triple H, I want some really cheesy, corny, like, action movie spot where he passes off the sledgehammer to Cody and is like, oh, wow, where he's like, 
I see you know how to use one of these <laughs> or something ridiculous like that, right? That would be so good. That would be right. So or he's the person behind Brock Lesnar attacking him because Brock never explained it. And he goes, yeah, I saw you know how to use one of those things. And I didn't like that shit. Like he holds that against him because everybody knows what Cody did with the throne. Yeah. And Triple H takes that personally and he can't physically do anything himself because of his real life uh, physical situation. So I feel like there are two very, very creatively satisfying ways. It's just unfortunately when I have seen Triple H in the heel authority role in the past, it's gotten old real fast. Mm -hmm. So I would like for it to be maybe a very short-term thing. What do you think about either one of those ideas? I like them. Um, I think the first idea is more likely for them to do, because I think the second idea, even though we all do know what Cody did, I think that's maybe bringing AEW too much into the universe. I think it's, you know, fair enough he said about, starting another company and stuff like that but then like to actually reference the throne smashing and stuff i think is like too like deep into like making a an AEW reference i'm not sure like they're willing to go like that yeah that fully but i do like your ideas um i don't want to see triple h as a like on air like constant figure at this at this stage um but interesting yeah Somebody asks, uh, where is she from? Her accent's all over the place. She's actually from South Carolina, guys. <laughs> wow, thank you. I am from uh, Ireland. I'm from Belfast, Northern Ireland. And yeah, and when I was uh, in the taxi going to the airport the other day in Belfast, this man asked me what part of America I was from. So, And then when I told him I wasn't, he said, why do you talk like an American? So I get that all the time. Wow. The first yeah. time I visited Jimmy in Canada, we went to lunch and the waiter took my order. And I guess me ordering tea was a giveaway, but he goes, hey, you're from Kentucky, probably about Lexington, which I live wow. an hour from there. And now I live here. And we all looked at him like, what? And he goes, yeah, I lived in Richmond for six months. I'd recognize that accent anywhere. And it, relatively speaking for here, I don't have one. But then when I hear myself talking to people like you and different accents, I definitely hear it. Yeah. Gunther has an accent. He's got a good old Texas accent. He's defending the Intercontinental title against Mustafa Ali. I, I mean, Mustafa Ali is not going to win this match. I wouldn't mind it if he did. But at this point, I want Gunther to beat Honky Tonk Man's record because Honky Tonk Man sucks. He always sucked. He was always overrated. He wasn't any good. The title reign wasn't any good. The most memorable thing about that title reign was him getting beaten in like 20 seconds by Ultimate Warrior. Gunther's winning this. Gunther's winning this. And it it kind of brings up not like a problem that they have, but this is maybe the third person we've said has to keep their title for yeah. a long time. And, you know, there, there's other people in that situation too. So they've got some very strong champions at the minute, which can kind of, maybe lead to making things a little bit still down the line but yeah gunther has to has to win i'm so excited to hear your thoughts on Sami Zayn and kevin owens versus the bloodline uh one of our readers said that they should name sammy and kevy the wild sammy owens 
as mm -hmm. a wild Samoans reference. Wow. Uh, I, I love that. But Roman Reigns, I want to know, first off, what you even think about this match being booked, much less who the winner is. Um, I think it's kind of silly. Like, I think everything post-mania has been with um, Roman, Cody, Bloodline, all of it. This one is really hard to predict because, obviously, if if Roman's team loses, he ain't going to be the one taking the fall. Um, then can I really see him winning and have like another belt when they've created, you know, a, another belt because he has all the belts? That would be really crazy. But yeah, I, I don't really know why this is happening other than it's fun, but it's like a backwards step for Kevin and Sammy too. It's, I don't, it just feels like a kind of match that they do on, you know, a Saudi Arabia show you're getting some like big stars all in one match. And it seems creative for that. Seems like the type of match you would see on like Saturday night's main event in the early nineties or something like that. Like yeah. you'd see, you'd see Hogan and uh, Savage against like DiBiase and the IRS or something like that. But yeah. like it, it's a, a high profile tag team match. Roman Reigns does not need these tag team titles. No, I think that, him winning the tag titles would be a spit in the face to Owens, Sammy, Cody, and the work that they have done to make this storyline one of the best in WWE's recent memory. Yeah. I'm going to go with Zayn and Owens, but WWE did this a lot more under Vince, Stephanie. It was so, they'd be like, we're going to do it. That thing that you don't want us to do, that terrible booking decision we're gonna fucking do it dare us to we're gonna do it and then they don't do it and then we're like great they didn't do the thing that everybody knew they shouldn't have done because they did it so often i think I this i mean kevin yeah i think this match is only kind of worthwhile or justified is if it leads to something really good between roman and solo like solo being the sure. one losing and how that works out within the bloodline um i don't think there's really that much that kevin and sammy can gain from it so yeah i'm gonna go with kevin and sammy winning solo getting pinned jb uh sends a nice super chat and says mania 40 bianca and Rhea 60 minute iron woman match two-year reign versus one year reign winner takes all night one main event i would really love to see like a huge match between those two. I mean, mm -hmm. I think that they have been booked so well. Uh, we've, especially Rhea from a personality standpoint, the things yeah. that we've been able to see from her and then Bianca from a pure dominant standpoint. Like, I think that's a no brainer and it's a WrestleMania main event that doesn't include one of the horsewomen, mm -hmm. which is, is a rarity, not, not taking anything away from them. WWE world heavyweight championship tournament finals. Now, Earlier, you had mentioned we've been in a situation where we're like, okay, these people have to retain. We are guaranteed one new champion on this show, and uh, they needed a title. But you've also heard the talk of it's a secondary title, which AJ Styles agreed with. He goes, how could it not be? However, I'm going to work to make it the title. What do you think about the title and the way that it was introduced in general? Um, I, you know, I thought it was silly. It really was. Um to have a third belt when Roman has two. And I just think because Roman's been so dominant, like 
God bless AJ Styles for saying he'll work to make this the top yeah. title. But we, we know that's not happening, but I like his optimism. That's very nice. Uh, but it really does feel like a title for guys that can't beat Roman, which is why I'm so glad that, you know, Cody wasn't in it. Um, he isn't here because that would make him look like even more of a loser to then have to have like a consolation prize title. Um, both guys in the match are you know, very capable of holding this title, defending it constantly and putting on really good matches. So they've come to like, it's kind of win-win either way. I think it's going to be Seth Rollins and this is going to feel like I'm saying something really mean, but this title just feels like made for Seth Rollins, like his kind of ceiling in my mind. He's not Roman. He's the guy that has that belt. Um, sorry, but yeah. So from a creative aspect, here's how I think they can, if they do it, how they can make it seem more on the same plane. And I felt like Seth pinning Cody in the tournament would have made this even better. But Rollins did mention, he goes, the guy that holds that other title never beat me. So at least there's that. He never beat Rollins. And Rollins could have beaten Cody in this tournament, especially with Brock's help or something like that. He could have finally gotten that pin. Uh, and then Rollins could have said, whenever Cody wins that other title, he goes, well, I beat Cody to get this title. Roman Reigns never beat me when he had that title. And they could make it seem a little more even plain. Uh, we do have a review show on Fightful, myself and Denise Salcedo on Fightful Select. They are doing the Sands of Blind review where Alex doesn't watch the show at all and just reacts to the results as Kate wow. tells him. Uh, but we're also going to have prediction shows on uh, Fightful Select <laughs> as well. But Sunday night, AEW Double or Nothing live from T-Mobile Arena. we got the interview with Darby Allen up right now on Fightful.com. We're going to have a, pre a preview show that day. We're going to have a review show, myself and Julie Cutler, Sunday night. Stephanie is going to be there at the show. It's going to be a good time. What match are you most looking forward to? I'm going to say the Elite Blackpool Combat Club. Um, this has not been the best built pay-per-view in, in AEW history by any stretch, but I think they've done the best job with that one, and it's going to be absolutely crazy. It was so crazy last year, Anarchy in the Arena being in the arena for it, but I think these guys are going to be even wilder. I want to start with the two women's matches because I know that a lot of people took what I was saying on the review show last night and ran with it because I said that I think that like maybe even a week from now, the, the women's division looks categorically different. Britt mm -hmm. Baker has been de-emphasized an awful lot and she's been like the anchor. You've got a lot of people who are nearing like a possible return from injury. Like Ty Conti's been out for a while. Chris has been out for a while. Layla Hirsch has been out for a while. You've got a new show starting with Collision where hopefully women will get more time. They haven't really had a lot of featuring Jade Cargill, even though she's been in a feud with Ty of Valkyrie. Jamie Hayter is hurt right now. I mean, it's, it's very, it's, it's out there. We'll start with Cargill and Valkyrie. I Jade Cargill is not going to lose to Taya Valkyrie. That isn't going to happen. But I think that Jade might lose that title soon. How are you feeling about her at this point and the, the match with Taya this Saturday or Sunday? I think she's felt like such an afterthought 
um, for a long time, but even, you know, with this feud with Taya, I always just feel like they don't have a proper plan for her. And that's something I would have made like a long time ago if we're going to be this deep into it. This will be 60, won't it, if she beats Taya, um, I think. So I think that she will retain. And I would love them to actually make this, her pay-per-view appearance mean something on like set up the next challenger or just give us something. And I want the next time she's in a feud, it to be more focused, um, more focused on and about something just a little different than we have the same finisher. You know, before yeah. that, it, it was, you stole my belt, a physical belt. And I don't, I just don't think they're making the best use of her. And they've obviously invested a lot into her and she's incredible. I mean, I saw her twice in person um yesterday just walking around and like absolutely looks like an action figure like incredible superheroes Um, cosplay is her at this point like they yeah she looks incredible but if she was to lose this title then the length of her win i honestly would just call it all a bit of a flop is too strong a word but it would be like bowing out at such a like weak point like with a whimper rather than someone great where we get some, you know, awesome new challenger and they've had this great long feud. I just, I don't think Ty is the one. I feel like by forbidden door, she's not champion anymore. That's how I feel. And maybe oh, even wow. sooner. Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm. Jamie is legitimately hurt. Like there, there were questions whether or not she'd be able to do the match and all that stuff. I don't know where that stands. Like, I don't know if she's like, let me get through it. Or she's like, I'll get through it. And then we can do like a real match when I'm healed up. Cause I don't know necessarily what the injury is. I just know that it's real. She was legitimately pulled from that match last week. It wouldn't shock me to see Tony storm win this match and then regain that title. I think there could have been, Oh, could you imagine if Jamie was hurt and she had to vacate it and Tony won yeah. another interim title? <laughs> Please. No. Oh no. Now worth noting, Stephanie, Tony has never been introduced as the world champion. She has yeah. always been the interim champion and wasn't recognized until after. How do you see this one going? I do think it all depends on Jamie's injury. Um, I think that Jamie is so great. And I know that Brit has been de-emphasized, but in a way like not enough for Jamie's reign. I think that with her being champion um, and being stuck in this outcast thing, which I I really don't like, has just like robbed her of the opportunity to be a great solo champion that's doing her own thing, you know, in solo feuds, having like a feud with Brit, which I think there was a time and a place for that. Um, it didn't happen. They went another direction. So I can't say that I've been like delighted by Jamie's reign or I don't think it's a reign that she deserves. And I really hope it doesn't end because she's injured. That would be sad. But if she was going to drop it to anyone currently in this whole outcast mess of a feud, I'm glad it would be Tony Storm. That's fair. Uh, Dante says she should lose it to Willow because of the Mercedes win. I think you're talking about uh, Jade. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Jade being a double or Willow being a double champ. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Chris Jericho was once a double champ. He's got an unsanctioned match versus Adam Cole. It seems like based on what we've heard, like there was a segment where Britt Baker was supposed to be like supposed to confront MJF last week. Adam Cole's coming for that title next. I think just based on hearing that Adam Cole is probably going to win, but also you can't just cut the legs out of the Adam Cole comeback story right now. However, every Chris Jericho feud seems like it goes six or seven months. So who's to say that that wouldn't happen. How are you feeling about this match? Well, of all the long Chris Jericho feuds, uh, this is the one that I can't wait to be over. I want this <laughs> over. I have disliked this feud so much. I, I don't think there's anything I've disliked this much in like his entire career. I've just hated it. So I just really? want it over. Why I just, is that? I feel like they they haven't actually told a story. It's been a bunch of people overreacting. Like these two men basically shared lingering looks at each other. And then that jumped us to Adam being handcuffed and then the Brit beat down, which I really didn't like. And then the like over dramatics of that. Um, the, like the high point was Jericho and Roderick Strong's match last week. That was awesome. And then even on Dynamite, they bring out Sabu cool that was so weird it was so weird why it's like everything in this feud there's no reason for it they're just like let's do something extreme and then it's almost like a troll that at the end of it they bring out like someone from extreme championship wrestling you know because everything's been so over the top so i just wanted to end um i would like adam cole to win um uh, i think he is probably mjf's next guy and that's the right choice there and it's way too soon into his comeback to have him lose we have the blackjack battle royal for the international championship alexander fitzgerald sends in a super chat and says i'm disappointed that keith lee and swerve are involved in the battle royal and jay white and ricky starks they should have had a singles match at double or nothing and heavy metal chris says i see jay white winning me too keith lee and swerve should have had a singles match um I, I've got my whole set of feelings about that. They absolutely should have. Here is who is in the international championship match. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, Keith Lee, Juice Robinson, Jay White, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, Swerve, Pentup, Phoenix, Kip Sabian, Trent, Chucky, Tony Nese, Ari Davari, Big Bill, Lee Moriarty, Commander, Bandito, Blade, Butcher, and Orange Cassidy. Um, wow. That is a, there's actually some really good names in there. Who's your pick? Wow. Um, I don't know if I should start myself off talking about Jay White because we might be here all day, but I did not know that he was in this match. They must have announced it while I was partying or something last night. And I swear I nearly passed out when I saw him on a fucking battle royal graphic. Um, I've described the usage slash booking of Jay White in AW as criminal booking malpractice someone needs to go to jail for what's happening here it's hard um, to believe he wouldn't be at the top of the card had wb landed him right awful like this is it's so bad this man do, he's literally doing a tribute act to the group he used to be like the leader of is awful um it all just feels like one big troll job um 
And yeah, you, and you need to get to the bottom of why this is happening. My mother is like the biggest Jay White fan. She watches all his matches. She absolutely loves him. She believes that there's a conspiracy to hold him down um, because this man hasn't been given a live mic even. It's horrendous. So you, you know I mean, what I think? I think AEW didn't expect to get him. I think they thought that WWE would be like, well, of course we got to sign this guy. Because if you sign him, he's got a ready-made feud with Finn Balor, with Cody Rhodes, with AJ Styles, just based on the group he used to be in that they each helped lead. He was a slam dunk. Had Triple H got his hands on Jay White, Jay White would be an upper card main event guy right now. But Triple H, unfortunately, did not have the benefit of being able to get Jay White. And now, Jay, I love Juice Robinson, too. But there's not a lot of creative direction here. I think you're totally right that they didn't expect to get him. But if you land, like, if you land that, that, that's like, you know, like being given just like absolute gold and yeah, it's yeah. just been squandered. I would have either kept him off TV or this Adam Cole, Chris Jericho feud. I don't care how long they've wanted to do that. I would have stepped in and said, no, like you both, one of you is going to work with Jay White because he's really important. Um, so anyway, that's what I would have done. You say, you say that they haven't given him gold, but he's been given bullet club gold, <laughs> Stephanie. Yeah. They, <laughs> he's been given um i nuggets i wouldn't hate <laughs> i wouldn't hate seeing ricky starks join bullet club gold after all this either like i really oh, wouldn't gosh. just just to have them all involved because i love I, they're three of my favorite talkers out there caden says pardon my french but jay's booking has been poopy i i to me it is i, I like all the ingredients involved in the feud it's just it hasn't hit for me unfortunately I like two thirds of the ingredients, but it absolutely has not hit at all. It's 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 bad. But I have to stop ranting about Jay. But seriously, someone deserves jail time for this. Um, I'll not say who. But <laughs> as far as the match, but this is why I can't predict the winner because I don't want him to be uh, international champion. But I don't want him to be in a match that he doesn't win. So I hope that like something happens where him, Juice, and Ricky are almost like you know taken out of the match by themselves. Like they all just um, you know wreck it for each other. And I think the easiest thing is Orange Cassidy winning because he's been having great matches every week on Dynamite. And if he loses his belt like this, kind of sucks for him. Exactly, because they're usually a mess. I think he's going to hold that title for a long time. I do think that he's done a great job of making that title mean a lot. Like it's I, to me, it's above the TNT title, which we're about to talk about. Wardlow, Christian Cage, ladder match. Wardlow said last night in no uncertain terms that he wants Christian Cage to deep throat a ladder. Uh, how do you feel about this match? I thought you were going to say, "How do you feel about that?" I'm just going to say, how, "How do you I feel about how, how, how? What would you do? What would you do if Christian Cage unrolled his turtleneck?" Mm -hmm. and said bring it on let me see how much of that ladder i get the popcorn and applaud <laughs> yeah christian has been amazing recently um starting with the jungle boy feud and the way he's done this feud with wardlow wardlow i think that they've dropped the ball with um completely he, i even you know i don't want to be mean but they've been like referring to him by his first name 
Michael on some FOMOs and he has turned into a Michael. He's not Wardlow anymore. Uh, <laughs> he's just a guy, a guy that you, a guy with short hair that you could, you know, see anywhere. And that makes me sad because he was really great. And he like a lot of unfortunate things happened going right back to this time last year when stuff was going on, which I think started a little downhill path for him. I don't remember that at all. No, no. But um yeah, he's in a very different place now, even though he has a belt, which is hard to believe that he's in a worse position right now, but he is. Um, I think he's going to retain, though, but I would love to see Christian. Um, I would love to see him win. I love all the stuff he's going. I love doing. I love him coming after people without dads. I hope he comes after me one day. I love his turtlenecks. And yeah, Christian would be great, but... I'm going to go with Christian because he's got Luchasaurus in his corner and mm. Wardlow has Arn Anderson. Uh, also, shout out Stephanie Chase got one of the, the first like real comments from Wardlow about what happened at Double or Nothing last year in that situation during uh, her interview uh, a number of months ago. So check that out, guys. But I'm going to go with Christian Cage. I'm going to dissent. I think Christian defeats Michael on this, <laughs> on this show. We oh, have my. the heart... We had the Hardy Party versus the Firm. I think the Firm were probably supposed to end at the deletion. Yeah. And this is probably just further dissolving them because the guns don't really have that much to do with the Firm at this point anyway. It's by association. And uh, Jeff Hardy is back and probably getting a couple wins. Yeah, I think the Hardys, um, this will probably be my um, go-to concession stand match. So <laughs> I think the, I'll just say the Hardys will win this one. FTR defend against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Special guest referee Mark Briscoe. Sure, it'll be a good match, but I am infinitely more excited about Mark Briscoe being the ref than this match. Yeah, I think it will be a good match. Some of the stuff they've done has been pretty fun, and then some of it's been like too much fun for me. Sure. Uh, even the stuff that was entertaining, I think I'm a I'm a bit of a sports sport, and I don't like anything that's too funny, but. Um, I think FTR will win because I'm just hoping this run that FTR are on are kind of the great, it's like the great run they deserve and they become these really dominant tag team champions. And Jeff and Jay have been fun. Jeff has definitely been fun. I love that Karen is here, but I wouldn't put a belt on him at this stage. Yeah, I think that Jeff Jarrett has been perfectly serviceable what he's doing. I haven't seen anything that he's done in the ring that I'm like, oh, that's bad, yeah. which is nice. He, he adds a little bit of, of name value there, but FTR are winning this. Oh, man. Anarchy in the arena. I cannot wait for this match. Stephanie Chase, what do you think will happen? It will be so hard to top last year because last year's was so good. Um, from the turning off wild thing gimmick onwards, um, <laughs> to Eddie Kingston and the the um lighter fluid can, all of it was so amazing. But these are uh, the elite in there is like a different dynamic. I think last time we had a lot more, there was some really gross stuff like daddy magic getting covered in blood, and I think the elite guys are more gonna jump off really high weird things that they find around the arena rather than like the Jericho group or more like getting themselves cut up. So I think we'll see a lot of that. Moxley, of course, will bleed heavily. Uh, Danielson will bleed. Um, and it's gonna be messy. 
um, and very yucky. And I worry about anyone that has to follow it. And watching it last year, it was, um, so I actually started in the concourse bit and we, um, I was with Benno and we watched like Santana and Ortiz and all make their entrance. And then we kind of followed it a bit and we didn't stay in our seats the whole time during that match. We were just like pointing out different things to look at. <laughs> they still should have done like a full director's cut where you could follow like a different person because there's yes. so much stuff that we all missed. But um, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be match tonight. I think the elite have to win because it feels like they're, you know, on the, on the comeback. And the Blackpool Combat Club are so dominant, so violent. I think something has to happen to them where they have to lose this one. I love what you mentioned about how they'll, they'll probably have different approaches. Like yeah. BCC will be violent. The elite will will do stunts. And yeah. I, I like that. That's a good action movie. That's, mm -hmm. that's what I want to see. The elite, I feel like, could get screwed by Takeshita. And then maybe at Forbidden Door, maybe even at All In, All Out, it's the Elite and Ibushi against BCC and Takeshita. Mm -hmm. And oh man, would I love to see that because I, I've mentioned this before, but it's so very clear that Takeshita is going to be the guy in the future. Yeah. Like 12 years ago when we saw Okada in TNA, we didn't know that he was going to be the guy. Nobody could have predicted that. But we yeah. look at Takeshita now and we're like, oh, he's going to be around for like 15 years and he's going to be a major name in wrestling. So I'm going to go with BCC as a result of Callus and Takeshita. And this this is the most anticipated match of my weekend. Yeah, me too. Not far off of that from an in-ring perspective is the AEW World Championship. I think this has the potential to be one of the best in-ring matches that AEW has had. Darby Allen, who I interviewed this week, MJF, who unfortunately I interviewed last month, Jack Perry, and Sammy Guevara for the AEW World Championship. It seems like a foregone conclusion that MJF will win this, Stephanie. Mm -hmm. I've said this before because he's bringing up the 2024 thing, and he legitimately tells everybody that his contract's up in 2024. I don't believe it, but... Yeah. He's he's going above and beyond to the point to where WWE is legitimately monitoring the situation because he hasn't told even his close friends different. It's clear that he wants to create some sort of drama around having the title then, but he doesn't necessarily have to have the title all year. You don't have to be winning in the first two or three quarters. You just got to have the, the final score be in your favor. Do you think there's any chance MJF loses this match? No. There's no chance. Um, if this feud has pro proven anything, it's that the other three aren't ready. Um, Sammy's nowhere near ready. He's like on another planet of being ready to be a champion or a top guy. Uh, Jungle Boy isn't there yet. Darby isn't there yet. He's probably the most there of any of them. Um, so I wouldn't take the title off MJF for anything. I think this feud will, I think this match will be good. It will be good in ring. The build to it, I think, has been atrocious but very it has not been good at all if anything it's just shown how lucky they are to have mjf um i don't know maybe he wanted to do this feud to like really show you know i am the guy give me even more money in 2024 because what are the other options right now as far as you know non-former wwe superstars but yeah 
it's got to be a good match. But there's no way that MJF is losing. There's no way. And I think that if MJF was told he was going to lose, he might buy some more plane tickets today or tomorrow. <laughs> Not that just, they're mentioning that, but you know. Just to just to state, I don't know who bought the plane ticket. I just know there was one. <laughs> there was a plane ticket. He I'll buy seen, him another one if he's booked to lose. He has physically seen that I know that there was a plane ticket too. I've I've tried to put him on the spot uh, about it in the past, and he's like, he's like, I'm just never going to answer that question. He's and I'm like, okay, I respect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, MJF is winning this. We got Coy Stalling saying Jay White has been in the company a month. Give it after time after collision. If Jay don't have direction after that, we can pass judgment. I am willing to you know buy a little bit of time to see how collision does because you're doubling television time effectively you got rid of two hours that nobody watched with dark and elevation and you created this so now you're going to see a lot of different people on roh you're going to see different people on rampage and you're going to see people on collision that weren't there so i don't disagree with that we'll see how i think um i'm all for giving it time but at the end of the day you just brought in someone who so recently had the iwgp championship it's you know, I'd, I'd give it time if he was someone else, but given his background and accomplishments, this is not one to like, you know, let him build up or put in the back burner or anything. Also got Alexander Fitzgerald say to the BCC elite match main event over the four way. I feel like BCC and elite have built up so much stronger than the four way match. This was yes. brought up on our Wednesday post show it's hard to disagree. Like it's going to be tough to, to compare to the action. I do think that fatal four way is going to be unbelievable, but you're talking about Kenny Omega, the young bucks and hangman page, four of the guys that literally were in the BTE skit that started this company. And they're going against Brian Danielson and John Moxley, two of the biggest stars in wrestling of the last 10 years. And Claudio and, and Yuta. What do you think should main event? Oh, I think it should absolutely be the um, uh, the Elite and Blackpool Combat Club. But I think that Tony is so stuck to this championship match has to main event. It makes me think of when MJF and Punk had their dog collar match. And then the main event was to Adams with all the crowd catching on. And they were both called Adam during the match. And it just didn't have this. Like, we'd all just been through the dog collar match. And that clearly should have ended the show. And even the visual they give to end that match should have ended the show. And I think they're going to be in the same situation here. I think that the the Pillars match is going to be an event, but we're all going to be exhausted from following around the Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite around the whole arena. Well, Stephanie's going to be exhausted after this week. She is going to be running all over Las Vegas. She'll be at the show, but she'll also be on our prediction show moving forward. I'll be joining here and there. Stephanie... We want Mm -hmm. to welcome you here and let the people know where else they can find you, where they can find you in your cool shades. Yeah, I will. When I host future shows, I will not be in this box, so it will all look much nicer. Uh, And maybe I'll even wear my shades. But yeah, you can go find me on Twitter at Stephanie M. Chase. It's the same on Instagram and on YouTube. If you type in Stephanie Chase Wrestling, you can go watch some of my videos. Check out the Wardlow one that we mentioned from a couple of months ago. Um, and yeah, and I do like reviews of dynamite and stuff too. I just, uh, saw on Twitter, there is an account with 350,000 followers claiming that I reported that Cristiano Ronaldo would be at night of champions. I absolutely (laughs) 
never reported that. But where you can go is FightfulSelect.com. I know some of you go, I'll never pay for wrestling news. We got a bunch of podcasts there as well. And you never have to question, did Sean Ross Sapp really report this? It is all over at FightfulSelect.com. Join us all weekend long. Make sure you follow Stephanie. She's going to be doing all kinds of cool stuff. Until next time, guys, we're out. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.